With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast with your hosts, Mike Randall and Gus Kearns. Hey, good evening, good morning, good afternoon. So happy to have you guys tune in to the Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast. Very happy to have everybody tuning in. Thank you for carving out some time. Happy to give you some college basketball news, tidbits, news, and notes. So happy to have you tune in. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Humbled, honored, and appreciated. Gus Kern's going to take you solo this evening, this morning, and this afternoon, however you choose to consume the Screen the Screener podcast. We're going to give you a few under-the-radar players that you think we think we you might need to be paying attention to this particular season, the 2017-2018 college basketball season. Those players may be headliners, they may be on the marquee, they may be in a neon type of pink, but they also may be lost in the shuffle, and maybe you can't find them on the clicker. So we're going to give you these names to pay attention to so you can punch up their box scores, maybe even punch them in on XM radio or, or satellite radio or whatever it may be. So, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. These are the under-the-radar, screen-the-screener players that you guys should definitely give a second look, a third look, or just turn the notebook to find out about. These are going to be high scorers. They're going to be impact players. They're going to be high-volume possession basketball players in the college basketball season. Most will be guards. Some will play in the post. But if you're going to be a high scorer in college basketball, Mike and I always say that guards win in March. But you know what? Guards are impactful across the board, whether it be November or March. Calendar month unimportant. So how about you say we dive in, give you guys a little uh, preview of who we think might make a gigantic impact. And do me a favor. When you take a peek at the leading scorer like stat sheet, whether you punch it up on um, college basketball stats or ESPN or CBS or, or you know wherever you wherever you get your info from, I bet a bunch of these names are going to be at top of this list. Maybe not on the very top, but I bet once you scroll down, those names are going to be there, and you're going to be like, oh yeah, I remember when Screen the Screener told us about these guys all the way back in September. Before Midnight Madness even took place. So, if we didn't start with um, a couple of the players that uh, that were leading the nation in scoring last year, we would be remiss. But I just want to revisit a story from a podcast that we had last season where my daughter and I, you know, we're staying up late on a Friday, you know, during the season. And uh, Friday night, uh, it's not a, a, a capital 
college basketball viewing evening. But luckily, we had a game on, and lo and behold, who's there but Marcus Keene. And Marcus Keene makes a three to tie the game up, send it to overtime, and he makes the game-winning shot, makes some unbelievable plays. My daughter's kind of resting in my arms, and she happens to look up when Keene makes the three, and she just says, Daddy, that is a deep three. So these players, they just might be deep three players. They might make that deep three that you might be ignoring on that Friday night or that random Wednesday night where you might be tuning into a Big 12 game, but let's give these guys some love. What do you say? First guy that we're going to head to, Chris Clemens of Campbell. Guy averaged 25 points a game last year. The undersized guard in Big South is just a machine. He put up 51 versus UNC Asheville that pushed Campbell to the finals uh, in the Big South title game. And he's going to come back and make the Camels uh, uh, something to be reckoned with in the Big South after testing the NBA draft process for sure. Uh, he made 118 threes last year, but he also was unafraid of contact and made 184 free throws. Dude is a stud. Can't wait to see a couple of his games on TV. Um, we want to point out for each one of these players an opportunity that they have to get on the big stage and to really make an impact. So Clemens' first opportunity, guess what? It's November 10th. It's right away against Penn State. Can't you just see Campbell going bananas against Penn State? Um, that's traditionally one of the Big Ten, like, you know, underlings or maybe second-tier or third-tier teams. Can't you just see him going bananas and putting up big numbers and then, you know, them putting up like, oh, Penn State almost lost due to Chris Clemens. I can totally see that happening. So Chris Clemens of Campbell, that's the first player we need to pay attention to. The guy, 25 points a game last year. I bet he equals that number, if not surpasses it. Next guy we talked about a little bit on our Forward Thinking podcast. Of course, Mike Dom. If we don't include Mike Dom from South Dakota State, who also averaged 25 points a game last year, we'd be doing you guys a disservice of players to pay attention to and under-the-radar players for this 2017-2018 season. Uh, Dom made uh, 79 threes. And check out this number. He put up and made 251 free throws. That's more than some teams their whole entire team last season. He put up 51 against Fort Wayne, and then in the Summit final game to put South Dakota State into the NCAA tournament, he put up 37-12. and 12. The Jackrabbits just might be really live with Dom and a few others they have back. Uh, they have Telling, uh, Telling Heisen back, along with Howe, and along with um, uh, Theisman. Uh, they, they do have some players back, so they could be a factor. And guess what? Dom is going to get an opportunity November 17th against Kansas. The 6'9 forward from the Summit League hopefully will put up giant numbers against Kansas and be on the national scene and then be a factor from there on out in the, uh, in the college basketball season after putting up big numbers against Kansas. And I bet Bill Self will just shake his head and be like, I don't know what to do with this guy. This guy's an issue. Let's go to the big sky next and go to Tyler Hall, Montana State. Tyler Hall averaged about 23 points a game last year. He made 123s, not afraid to take it to the line, 139 makes from the free throw line. Bobcats, we should have included the Bobcats 
from Montana State and one of the best backcourts conversation uh, that we had a couple of podcasts back. Um, they, along with Hall, they're going to have the Big Sky Freshman of the Year, uh, Frey, who's the point guard. So that that we should have included them. That's a miscue on our part, our mistake. And if we're going to take a peek at um, one thing that Tyler Hall did big time last year, he put up 32 against Washington State, you know, a Power 6 conference team last year. He also had five rebounds. Uh, I'm sorry, seven rebounds, five assists, and seven threes in that game. And his big opportunity comes pretty uh, right around Thanksgiving, November 26th. Let's put him up against that Fresno State backcourt that we did include in our best backcourts. So Hall is going to match up against excellent stellar athletes from Fresno State. So let's pay attention to that game as far as Hall goes. So Hall from Montana State, another player from under the radar that you need to pay attention to. And Ohio Valley, here we come. Murray State has had a tradition of great players, and Jonathan Stark continues that tradition. The guard averaged 21 points last year. He had over 100 threes and over 100 free throws made, so nice diversity on his game. The Racers just might challenge Belmont with Stark leading the charge uh, in the Ohio Valley, so you've got to pay attention to Stark. He's a two-lane transfer, and I mean, to, if you pay attention to one thing last year, like, he put up 19 against Illinois State in a win. So they actually beat Illinois State last year. So Murray State might actually be legit, and they have an opportunity right out of the gate. Um, it's a huge opportunity for both teams, actually. November 13th, he plays Middle Tennessee State and gets matched up against Giddy Potts. If we were going to talk about sh- uh, shot maker versus shot maker, man, that game right there. Are you kidding me? Can you please tune in to Froggy 103.7 FM to listen to that game? That would be insane. I would love to listen to the radio call on that game. <laughs> I mean, what else do you want as a college basketball fan? So Stark from Murray State, next under the radar player that you need to pay attention to. Uh, next couple guys are going to be bigger players, but I think they're worth paying attention to because I can see all three of these next guys averaging over 20 points a game and, and, and maybe being uh, in the conversation for leading their league in, in, in scoring and, and definitely being in the top 10 in the nation in scoring. Uh, first guy we've talked about a number of times last year on the podcast. How about Marcus Foster from Creighton? Uh, the senior Transfer from Kansas State, averaged over 18 points a game, three boards, two and a half assists. He shot at 46% from the field, 70 from the line, about 34% from three. If you pay attention to one game that Foster went bananas in last year, he had 35 versus Georgetown, and you might think, like, oh, what's a big deal? Georgetown was kind of terrible last year. Yeah, but he was matched up against Pryor, and Pryor was an excellent, fantastic um, Robert Morris transfer that put up giant numbers for Georgetown last year. So they were matched up one-on-one in that game. He, and Foster went off and went for 35. And he has an opportunity immediately pre-Thanksgiving, November 20th, versus UCLA. UCLA has a whole bunch of freshmen and some returning guys, uh, Holiday, Welch, Goleman. Um, so Foster gets an opportunity against a big-time team. UCLA will probably be ranked. Creighton will probably not be ranked. So if Foster can put up big numbers there, I bet he puts himself on the map as a, a, you know, a possible All-American type player, uh, possibly, uh, I think he's in a lock-it-up, all-first-team Big East player, and maybe, you know, a top-ten scorer in the nation. Who knows? Let's head to the AAC next, and, and to one of the great karmic stories in Houston and Rob Gray. Mike and I talked about how uh, Houston's outreach program 
to get supplies in for the devastation that ravaged that city, that population, those neighborhoods, uh, really, really went above and beyond anything of their expectations, and they were so thankful and, and, and glad to pass out all of that, all of that cool gear uh, to people that really need it. And uh, One of the players that you can pay attention to for Houston that I'm sure will have karma on his side this year is Rob Gray. The 6'2 guard averaged over 20 points a game last year. He shot at 47% from the field, 81 from the line, and 38 from three. One game that was of intrigue last year, but it wasn't an exact matchup because E.C. Matthews wasn't totally healthy yet. He went for 30 against uh, Rhode Island last year when E.C. Matthews was still healing up. But still, you figure that one-on-one matchup with with Gray and and Matthews is two of the best players in the conference. Um, uh, He he wasn't afraid to go ahead uh, and and put up giant numbers against another NBA-ish type player. And he's definitely got a couple of opportunities. The first opportunity he has is December 2nd versus Arkansas, and that game is in Texas. So can't you see, like, Houston being really uh, motivated, uh, uh, being really uh, pushed, and, and and just, like, I don't know, infused with good karma from their hometown crowd, um, especially because they're not playing in their uh, in Guy V. Lewis Arena due to the renovations. So they're going to be off campus, uh, I can just see the whole the whole community rallying around that team, and, and I can see Gray going for big numbers against Arkansas December 2nd. So he's another player to pay attention to that's under the radar. Uh, next guy that's not under the radar, he will probably be on a – he'll probably be on some All-American team, so, you know, whether it be first, second, or third team, or maybe even honorable mention. Trayvon Blue from Xavier. I know he's not a completely under-the-radar player. He went absolutely bananas in the tournament last year, averaging over 21 points a game in the tourney. Uh, and, and basically dragging Xavier uh, to the Elite Eight and, and, and facing Gonzaga and losing to the eventual uh, uh, you know, uh, runner-up, uh, national runner-up and uh, in, in the Bulldogs. But I think Blewett is worth paying attention to simply because he averaged 18 points a game, he, he averaged four boards, he averaged two assists, uh, he's a career 37% three-point shooter, he's a career, 75, career uh, 75% free-throw shooter, and I think that he and Foster are going to be in the running for, uh, you know, leading scorer in the Big East. But I think Blewett is the perfect senior coming back that you might want to put all your eggs in his basket. Uh, November 16th is his opportunity. He gets to play Wisconsin. So they have a little out-of-conference, uh, you know, big school matchup. So November 16th, I can see Blewett going bananas against Wisconsin and, and putting up big numbers. Uh Let's go out west next. Out west. Now, this player, he, you're going to look at his numbers and maybe say, ah, what, maybe, maybe not. I, I, I think sure. I think you need to include him. I think you got sophomore Kobe McEwen from Utah State. As a freshman, he averaged 15 points, 5 boards, 3 assists. He shot at 46% from the field, 72 from the line, 42 from 3. The kid can just flat out shoot it. What really caught our attention was the 26 he put up in a win against Nevada last season. He is a sneaky scorer. He is definitely somebody to keep an eye on. And if you're going to keep an eye on how he does, uh, the Canadian is going to go up against Gonzaga and Perkins and Nelson November 11th. So maybe keep an eye on Kobe McEwen from Utah State, 6'4 soft. But he puts up big numbers in the Mountain West Conference. Next three guys will kind of lump together. Uh, 
I, I, I thought we could just kind of speed through these guys uh, simply because they're uh, some of them are from bigger conferences, and also we mentioned a couple of them before on prior podcasts. Uh, Peyton Aldridge from Davidson. You have to mention him. If you go back and take a peek at uh, his uh, you know, stat line from last year, he put up 22 in back-to-back games against UNC and Kansas. Dude's a stud. He averaged over 20 points a game last year. December 1st in the annual game against UNC, I bet he puts up big numbers due to uh, UNC being challenged down low. I can see them trying to match up with a shorter wing player and then Aldridge t- totally taking advantage of that. So that December 1st game, that's always on ESPN. Tune into that, and I bet Aldridge puts up big numbers from Davidson. So Davidson, another uh, Aldridge, another uh, player under the radar to pay attention to. Uh, how about Jeffrey Carroll from Oak State? Average about 18-ish points a game. Uh, he tested out the draft waters with his backcourt mate Evans. Evans went, Carroll stayed. And Carroll's a little bit of an oversized two-guard, which is nice in the college basketball game, uh, po- college basketball uh, uh, pathion. And December 9th. They play Wichita State. I'm intrigued to see what Carroll can do against the lineup that Wichita State is going to throw out there. Um, I think Carroll's going to put up big numbers, and it wouldn't be crazy if he led his conference in scoring too. I don't think that's I don't think that's nuts. Uh, and then how about Jerome Robinson from Boston College? Let's get Boston College a little love. Eagles on the warpath. November 25th, they have their annual game or, or semi-annual game uh, against Providence. And uh, he gets matched up against another stellar guard in Cartwright. So I think you got to take a look at Robinson. Robinson averaged about 18 points a game last year. He might be another one of those 20-ish point-a-game scorers. And maybe if uh, uh, his percentages improve a little bit and they don't put too much on him, perhaps he can you know, get that closer to a top 10-ish nationally uh, ranking scoring-wise. So, uh, you know, Aldridge from Davidson, Carroll from Oak State, and Robinson from Boston College, definitely three guys to pay attention to. And then let's dive a little deeper, right? Let's dive a little deeper on the last couple of guys that we'll pay attention to as under-the-radar scores for the 2017-2018 season. Uh, we gave you Clemens from Campbell so far. Uh, of course, Mike Don from South Dakota State. Tyler Hall from Montana State. Jonathan Stark from Murray State. Uh, Marcus Foster from Creighton. Rob Gray from Houston. Trayvon Blewett from Xavier. Uh, Kobe McEwen from Utah State. Uh, and then we went Aldridge, Carroll, and Robinson from the bigger schools. But how about Devin Watson? San Francisco transfer who's transferring to San Diego State uh, in, the Mountain, uh, in the Mountain West Conference. 6-1 guard. Uh, he sat out last year. He'll be eligible this year. And if you go back to 2006 when he was at San Francisco, you can pull up a game against Gonzaga where he went for 33. And he'll have an opportunity at the end of the conference season, March 3rd versus Nevada. And you know how much I love Nevada. I put them in my top 25. I said they're one of the top teams to look out for this year. I think they're going to be a surprise team. I think Watson has an opportunity to put up big numbers versus Nevada on that March 3rd matchup. So Watson, San Diego State. How about two other guys that are running injury problems that are back this year, hopefully to put up big numbers? Much of our new Kirk from St. Joe's. Last year, ran to injury issues, averaged over 20 points a game before he got hurt, shot 46% from the field, 85% from the line, and 40% from three. He went for 23 against NC State in a matchup against Dennis Smith, who was a first-round pick for the Dallas Mavericks. So Newkirk is not afraid to match up against other top elite 
top shelf guards. He shoots tons of free throws. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, we mentioned like uh, Dom's free throw numbers and, and Tyler Hall's free throw numbers and, and Clemens' free throw numbers. I wouldn't be surprised if Newkirk is in that area of like 150 or 180, maybe even approaching the 200 number, depending on how many times he takes it to the hole. But I think he's going to put up giant numbers for St. Joe's in the A10. I wouldn't be surprised if he's first team all to A10 with Peyton Aldridge from Davidson. And he has an opportunity in the Big Five right away against Nova, December 2nd. So you want to see him match up against Brunson, and I think that's going to be two of the best guards that you're going to watch all season, Newkirk and Brunson. But how about Newkirk from St. Joe's as another guy under the radar that you might not pay attention to, that you might need to give a little attention to and a little love to. And our final player to pay attention to, give a little love, you know, give a little shout to, how about Jalen West from Northwestern State? The guy just got cleared by the NCAA, and thankfully they got something right finally. They actually gave him a seventh season of eligibility after multiple injuries. Um, he just might be the player of the year in the Southland Conference in his seventh year of eligibility. And we have to go all the way back to 2013 to 2014 to get some season numbers on West, where he averaged 19 points a game, four boards, and six and a half assists. He shot at 46% from the field, 87 from the line, 41 from three. And he's got an actually a really cool matchup November 19th against Carroll from Oklahoma State, who we mentioned earlier. So he's got an opportunity to put himself back on the map nationally. And I bet it wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if Jalen West is one of those names that you read in the top 10 scoring-wise nationally this particular season for the 2017-2018 season. So there you go, guys. There's a little rundown of some under-the-radar players that you might want to pay attention to. Uh, we gave you Clemens. We gave you Dom Hall from Montana State, Stark from Murray State, Foster from Creighton, Gray from Houston, uh, Blewett from Xavier, uh, McEwen from Utah State, Aldridge from Davidson, Carroll from Oak State, uh, Robinson from Boston College, Devin Watson from San Diego State San, uh, via San Francisco, uh, Newkirk from St. Joe's, and Jalen West in uh, from Northwestern State in the Southland Conference. Uh, mainly guards, but still all guys to pay attention to and fun to watch. Though these are the type of guys that you don't mind watching on that random weekday game that you're, you're kind of looking for your basketball fix, and you're like, oh, let's see what we can find. And you know what? If you run into one of these players... Ah, you hit the jackpot. So, just wanted to end with a, a couple of uh, ahoys out there. We want to say ahoy out there at Dan Sports News. Keep doing your thing. Keep reporting good news. And keep spreading the good word on all good sports that you're covering out there. Cheers. We want to say ahoy out there at Hoops Enthusiast. Hey, we're enthusiastic as well about hoops. So, keep spreading the good word about the game that we love and the sport that we are passionate about. Uh, if you like what you're hearing on the podcast, uh, please hit us up on Twitter at, at SDS podcast. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Love to interact with you. It'd be really cool. Uh, Want to hit us up on Gmail? Go for it. How about SDS podcast at gmail.com? And we'd love, love, appreciate, and be humbled by any reviews that you guys can plug up on iTunes if you like what you're listening to. Uh, Mike and I are trying to accumulate as many iTunes reviews as possible before the actual start of the season. Uh, we're above 50 in any reviews that get punched in. We will read your review and name on the next podcast. So don't be afraid to get a, a little shout out and uh, spread a little 
screen the screener love. Thank you guys so much if you uh, choose to do so. And uh, please, please, please follow Mike at Randall Rant. Uh, he is a fantastic follow. He is uh, very involved with fantasy football right now, but he is also, as you know, a fellow college basketball in a vagabond and uh, once college basketball season gets rolling he will be all over it as well and um if you're looking for a couple of other things please don't be afraid to visit randallrant.com click on the screen the screener section and we'll have a couple of other cool ways for you to consume what mike and i put out there for you go ahead and view all those avenues and we really appreciate it uh screen the screener listeners thank you so much for carving out some time for this particular uh, this particular week uh, for the podcast, and we just want to say uh, salancha gratulatia and salud. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.